The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is your organization a talent magnet? Is your culture the envy of the business market? Top organizations need top leaders. Make sure that you are that leader. This show will ensure that you are. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection with Dr. Linda Sharkey. Leaders today are more than just results. They are about creating legacies of great people, driving winning organizations, and raising the bar for themselves and that of their teams. Now, here is your host, Dr. Linda Sharkey. Welcome to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. This is Linda Sharkey, your host. And we are, again, talking about organizational culture. I had the great opportunity to be a participant at a conference for human synergistics. And it was really the first ultimate culture conference that they put on. And it was great. Uh, Lots of case studies and stories about what people have done to improve their culture. I might add that this has been a sweet spot of mine for many, many, many years. I actually did my dissertation on this topic and sadly found in a Wall Street firm that, you know, the culture didn't change as a result of doing leadership development. And the real reason why the culture didn't change is because I was training uh, high potential leaders over a year's period of time in a state-of-the-art leadership development initiative. And the story behind this was really the senior executives, meaning the C-suite Uh, executives of the company were very upset that they were getting very bad employee engagement scores and were very upset that they had such high turnover, 33%. And, you know, that is pretty high. And what that means is that as a leader, for those of you that uh, lead and manage others, that you're spending the majority of your time putting butts in seats. And your quality issues have got to suffer because every you know, third employee is turning over and not uh, knowing how things are done and not able to have the time to learn how things are done. So it was huge, huge chaos. So they wanted this uh, leadership development program put in place for the kind of, I would say, senior uh, managers, not the very, very top, but more senior leaders of the company. And it was a great program. People loved it. You know, we had them talk about what they were like when they were at the peak performance, year-long event. They had chances to really work with some great thought leaders and network with each other uh, across the organization. And the program got absolutely rave reviews. Sadly, however, when we measured uh, the impact on them personally, it was huge. But the second part was their eyes were opened around what really great leaders do. And they looked around at this company and they said, that's not what's happening here. And most of them ultimately left the company because they made a decision that, you know, 
it's not worth working in such a high-stress, high-burnout, toxic environment. And the interesting part about this is when I took the results of the culture survey that I did pre and post and the leadership impact, in other words, the impact that the leaders had, uh, very senior leaders had on their followers, it was so um, surprising because the leaders just simply refused to accept the fact that they had such an aggressive culture that was really based on fear and uh, really treated people extremely poorly in the organization. And they started screaming at me, pointing fingers at me, this can't be right, this can't be the true survey, which of course is what they did with the employee engagement results as well. So needless to say, I called a timeout and I said, look at what you're doing and look at how you're acting. And I thought, of course, I was going to get fired for doing that, you know, for speaking up and challenging the the CEO and his, his top leaders. But they paused for a minute and they said, you know, you're absolutely right. I'm not sure if they ever really had the chance to work on it and change behavior uh, for very long because I actually had a job offer in my back pocket from uh, the General Electric Company at the time. So I really didn't have to worry too much about whether they fired me or not because my intention was to, to leave anyway. But here's the sequel to that story. Ultimately, this company went out of business because they just simply could not sustain their costs. And imagine, 33% turnover rate, uh, huge quality issues, and they were the highest costs organization on Wall Street. They ultimately got bought out, and uh, they exist somewhere else, somewhere, I'm not quite sure. But it was a huge lesson. I was very disappointed in in, in the results, but um, my advisor said, you know, that was an incredible learning for the field that you do have to start with the top leaders. So I ran into Carl Thomas and Carl uh, at the Human Synergistics Conference. And he just told this wonderful story. Carl is a communications and brand manager for the Hilton Ho-Chain, uh Hotels Worldwide. And he really looks after the Hampton Hotels, uh, which is a part of um, the Hilton chain. And the story he tells is just fascinating. So I asked him to come and be on the show. So thank you, Carl. I really appreciate you joining. Thank you, Linda. It's so good to be here. I look forward to our conversation. Yeah, me too. So tell me, you know, tell me your story. Uh, how, how did you get into culture in the first place? And how did you recognize that there was really a, a great cultural opportunity at Hampton Hotels? So if I look back on my career, very similar to yours, there's those moments where you realize, hey, there's something that could be done better. And I started literally right out of, of college working at the front desk at a Hampton Inn with a fantastic general manager who took the time each day to spend some time training me on the hotel industry. And as I moved up in the property levels, you know, became a general manager of my own property, I then was in contact with the brand support team that supports the franchise hotels for Hampton. And our brand support director said, have you ever thought about what's next for you? And he and I had a really frank conversation. And I said, I, I'm not sure that I do. And he said, well, I think you'd be fantastic at the brand level. So about 
12 years ago, I moved into the corporate office and have had various positions there. And part of what Hilton Worldwide has done is created teams that are in charge of each brand's individual culture and how they show up to our guests. So I joined the Hampton so, brand culture team. So why about- did Hilton itself, uh, sounds like it was something that came out of the corporation that said, okay, we need to have brand teams looking at culture. What, what, what caused them to, that's pretty enlightened, I think. What caused them yeah, to be that enlightened? It, it is. Um, and what was interesting is the Hampton brand had already built a culture team um, even before the, the company took a look at it. And as part of our uh, corporate transformation a couple of years ago, they looked at each brand and said, what's the best practice that we can share? And they took the brand culture team idea from Hampton and scaled it across all of their other brands. Oh, and that's really, the, cool. yeah. And, and the reason why is that Hilton Worldwide, we do business in over 90 countries um, under a variety of brands. And although we do all share one common culture with the history of Conrad Hilton and his idea of feeling, filling the earth with the life and warmth of hospitality, each brand needs their own voice and how that comes to life. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. I, you know, I had no idea, you know, the, the, the hotel chains that come up as really, um, so customer centric and best places to work are, I was just reading about, you know, Four Seasons, Daw, uh, Ritz Carlton, but I had no idea that the Hilton chains were so engaged in the concept of culture. Yes. Yeah, we, we are across the board. Yeah, yeah. I'm still wondering why, you know, what was it that, well, you say it was the best practice that came out of Hamptons, but why did, why did it start at Hampton? What, what was it that caused it to get started there? So about 12 years ago, or 11 years ago, in 2004, we rolled out an initiative at Hampton that we called Make It Hampton. And at the time, the brand was 20 years old, and we wanted to make sure that we stayed fresh and relevant for the next 20 years. And so we took a look at what our product was at the hotels. So everything from alarm clocks to shower curtains to bedding to what items were served at breakfast. And we standardized those across, at the time, what was about 1,200 hotels and really got our product in line. And then, of course, within 12 months, our competitors had done the exact same thing. So our brand leader said, you know, what, what else can we do? And we need to obviously have the right stuff in place, but we chose at the time to really differentiate ourselves with the team members and the training that we have. Uh, and the, the personality that, that hits you when you walk into a Hampton Hotel. Uh, you know, so it was really what, what got you into it was really a differentiator in the marketplace. That's Correct. great. When you, when you look at the, the hotel industry, the, the folks who differentiate based on service are usually at the high luxury end. So we knew right. if we could successfully do it at the what we call focused service level, it would yeah. be a true game changer for us. Yeah, that's so interesting because what they said, I was just reading this about the Four Seasons, and one of the things that they do there is that they give everybody there a um, uh, three nights in a hotel of their choice so that they can really experience the Four Seasons service from a customer perspective. I thought that was actually pretty cool. It cost them a fair amount of money to do it, uh, but they decided that it was that important for customer service. So, 
uh, you know, I thought that was really pretty cool. So how did you, we're, we're coming up on break in a, in a minute or so, but so how did you go about really developing this def- differentiated factor? Well, before we go to break, one interesting thing that not many people know about the Hampton Hotels in particular is that we are a franchise organization. So Hilton only owns one Hampton, and uh-huh. we manage about 80, but the other roughly 2,000 are all individually franchised. So, so they can do what they want, so to speak. Yeah, our challenge was how to engage people who aren't our people. Yeah. Um, which we took a unique approach to, and we'll probably be better to discuss that when we get back from break. Yeah, well, you know, um, that that is very interesting. So just quickly, how did you um, influence people that don't directly work for you? So we, the, the purpose of my department really, we say it's inspiring personalities to shine. So everything we do is, around bringing out the best in each individual team member and enabling to show up at work and able to contribute the very best of themselves each and every day. And we do that through conversations about individual strengths and how strengths drive engagement. I love that. I love that. So you what, you have these conversations daily or? or um... it, really, it's, it really depends on the property, but part of our employee orientation when someone new comes to one of our hotels as a, as a team member, we use an uh, assessment from the Marcus Buckingham company called Standout okay. that shows each team member how they show up at work and, and what they're able to contribute, that, that what their peers realize is, is their individual strength and the best way to rely on them as a coworker. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's got to cost you, you know, some some money. So it's an investment that the company is making in its in its teams, which is really great. So right. we are at break. Stay with us. Okay. I'm talking to Carl Thomas from uh, the Hampton Hotels, a chain, a franchise chain of the Hilton Hotels company, where they're really looking at their culture and their people, and investing in their people to be a real marketplace differentiator for them. So stay with us. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that, if done right, really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey. I'm your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and I'm excited to have Carl Thomas from the uh, Hilton uh, Hotel chain talking about how he created, actually, a focus on culture in the Hampton franchise of uh, Hilton that was taken by the company as a best practice across, across the Hilton chains as a way to really differentiate the hotel's in their marketplace, which I think was brilliant. So, Carl, tell us the story now. How'd you do all this? So, I, as I spoke um, earlier, we, we talked about how we made all of the project changes, product changes to the brand, and then started with a, a new focus on our people. So, we really consolidated the required training and took away all the scripts that we sometimes tend to get, you know, when you check into a hotel, they rattle off what time breakfast is, free local calls, and, and the stuff that you've heard a thousand times. And we, we said, you know, we want you to be yourself. When someone and when a guest comes, you need to interact with them as your authentic self. So we played with, uh, with a word that we've really embraced called Hamptonality, which is, you know, the personality of Hampton. I love that thing. word. How did you get uh, that word? I mean, how did how did you how did you come up with it? It was actually it, it came from some of one of the agency partners we used, not in, in culture, but they they kind of defined Hamptonality as it's one unstoppable brand with irresistible personality. Oh, I like that. Has it and caught so, on with your folks? Yes, it, and one of the things we did early on that was that turned out to be kind of funny is there's a. Lloyd Price song from 1960 called You've Got Personality. Yeah. And we bought the rights to it and reskinned it as You've Got Hamptonality. And we, we made a music video at one of our hotels. And this was in the days before YouTube. It's, it's now out on YouTube. You can find it um, to really show how much fun a hotel stay can be when everyone on property is unleashing that, that personality that they're born with. And that we know you're happier when you're using your natural gifts and strengths. You know, that and sounds so, kind of risky, though. You know, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, I'm from corporate America, some pretty hard-boiled companies. And, you know, asking people to just be authentic and be themselves. I could I could picture a whole bunch of leaders saying, oh, no, 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 no. We have to tell people exactly what to do and how to be. I mean, that that's a pretty um, bold approach. Yes, yes, it is, and, and different. Depending on the owner of the hotel, I would say they embraced it on different at different times. So some people jumped right in. Some people, of course, were a little more cautious. But when we look at the results and how our brand performs 
compared to our competitors, we know that that we are successfully differentiating through service. About two or three years ago, our external marketing campaign was uh, deemed it was called Feel the Hamptonality, and so for the first time, we were actually going straight to consumer with our brand culture. So it, it kind of became a, a self-selecting thing. So people who were a little bit unsure about the culture probably would figure that out during a job interview and say, maybe this isn't the place for me. So we found that it's been very successful. Wow, that's that's really that's really terrific. So, you know, you were talking earlier about how you engage because it is a franchise. So people buy these these franchises and they have to run them. And if you want Hamptonality kind of to be the the hallmark of the brand, how do you engage or how do you make sure that you're connected uh, with all of your partners, so to speak? What do you do? So we do it in in several different ways. One of the the tools we use, we call it our brand compass. And it's kind of, it's a guiding principle for really everyone who's involved with Hampton. And it's that we focus on little things that make a big difference that create memorable experiences worth sharing. So at a typical Hampton property, you might have 20 to 25 team members, the majority of which would be in housekeeping. And so we don't have the the on-property teams and, and headcount that a lot of larger hotels would have. So we try to simplify what we're asking people to do so they really know what are those things you can do to make a big difference. Um, we've taken a really strong look at the language we use to make sure that it's concise and intuitive. So an example that we use is all brands have values. And so we actually went out into the field and crowdsourced our values using team members and said, you know, when you think of Hampton, what words come to mind? And the four that really popped were friendly, authentic, caring, and thoughtful. Wow. And lucky for us, it spells the word fact, and it helped us design a lot of really sticky training by using those four values. So what are they then? Friendly, authentic, caring, and thoughtful. Caring and thought, well, that's good for you that it did turn out to be fact. That's sort of cool. Right. And and that came from a a crowdsourcing approach. Correct. Very good. So continue on. Continue on with your story. And so then we, we gave, we have another learning tool we call Moment Makers, which are different ways you can connect with a guest no matter what your role is at the hotel. Um, so we talk about anticipation, compliments, humor, what we call unexpected delights, and empathy. And so we train heavily around always being friendly, authentic, caring, and thoughtful, and using moment makers to connect with guests. And we layer on the, the strengths concept around those moment makers. So an example is humor. If humor is not naturally a strength of yours, don't try to use humor. You might be better connecting with unexpected delights and notes under the door or gifts at check-in. Or if, you know, if that guest is coming, not all travel is for positive reasons. So if a guest is in town for a funeral or something like that, you want to go all out with your empathy and probably not go to humor. So we, we keep that strengths focus on everything we, we talk about and say, do, do, choose your favorite of these things and do it the best you can and focus on doing being the very best 
unexpected delight deliverer at your hotel, don't try to work on your humor to try to be funny. Does that yeah, make sense? Because that's not authentic. So give me some examples of some of the things that people do. So we we see all sorts of, of stuff. We we monitor a lot of what our hotels do based on what they post on social media. And so we'll see throwing birthday parties for guests, you know, putting balloons in their room, or if they know a guest has a favorite snack, they'll make sure that's always in the room. We see a lot of housekeepers using funny notes or folding origami animals or doing things to connect in the guest room with the, with that person who's staying with us um, and really just create those memorable experiences like I talked about. And so do you, how do you follow up with your employees to find out what's going on and if this is, is really working for them? We do a lot of listening while we're out in the field. So my department does regional workshops across the world. We have our quality assurance team, which visits each hotel twice a year and makes sure things are in place from a brand standard cleanliness and condition perspective. We get groups of managers together four or five times a year just to really do a listening post and make sure that the training we're providing is resonating and making sure that they have the tools and resources they need to do their job and that we're making their life easier by doing this. So how do you know, Carl, if uh, somebody's not, you know, representing your brand the way you want? How, how do you find that out? We find out in, in a variety of ways. Um, a lot of times it's evident in the scores that their guests are giving them. So okay. we rely on a, a third-party company to survey our guests like, like many businesses do. Yeah. So we can easily see trends there. We also, most of our hotels are in, are in markets where there's more than one Hampton because we are distributed pretty heavily. So we, we, we hear about it and we can see indicators based on performance versus their market or versus their competitors. Um, we also see it with turnover and other indicators at the property that there might be an opportunity there. So, that's very, very cool. Now, what happens? What do you do? I mean, is there any repercussion when you see that the scores are going down? Um, you know, again, these are franchises that are owned. Um, what do you do if they're not up to Hamptonality? <laughs> we, we approach them really in a, a spirit of partnership. Um, we have a, each owner that, that owns a Hampton has a dedicated owner support person at our corporate office, and they would reach out and say, hey, Linda, what's going on? We noticed something at your hotel. How can we help? And so we can do on-the-phone consultations. We can look at all the indicators and, and share best practices. We have a program that is, is relatively new, but we're very excited about where we, we call it Ambassador U. And we've trained some of our top performing general managers across the system to mentor, to facilitate workshops. And we can match you up with a mentor that's had success at their properties to, to learn best practices. We have a, a resource. It's an online um, website. It's called ShareCast, where our hotel teams across the world share best practices in various areas. So, for example, if you see scores are going down in housekeeping, you can go to this website, ShareCast, and search for housekeeping best practices, 
and get contributions from all over the world about, hey, this worked for me. I did this to, to improve my scores and really foster that dialogue. We know that the peer-to-peer learning really, really is effective. And so we yeah. try to enable that as often as we can. I love that, peer-to-peer learning. Um, so you leverage technology a lot, it sounds like. Correct. Yeah, we, we have technology, but we never want to take the human side out of technology. So you always have that person. You know, we have a advice is what we call it. It's a group of, it's a team that sits in our office in Memphis that yeah. answers the phone and really can answer any question you have. And then above them, we have a, a, a group of what we call performance managers that consult on specific topics to help each of our properties perform well. So do do the owners take, you know, do, do you ever have an owner that says, you know, stay out of my business? Rarely. Um, be, pe- our owners come to, come to Hampton because they know it's a profitable franchise and their goal is to make money. Yeah. And right. we, can, we can show them in a number of ways how the reason you make more money with a Hampton than you might with another brand is because of, of these things. Because, you, you know, not to sound negative or cynical, but at the end of the day, hotel rooms are all very similar. Right. So we know that if you run your Hampton like a Hampton, you're going to be more successful than if you try to run it like another brand. That doesn't well, I like Hampton quality. hotels, to tell you the truth. So if I'm, you know, in a in a situation where I, you know, have a, it's, you know, just a lot of hotels like that, I, I will tend to take a Hampton over anyone else because I like them. Actually, well, we appreciate that, Linda. Thank you. <laughs> so, listen, Carl, we're coming up on uh, break again, and uh, when we come back, I want to talk to you. You know, lessons learned, what advice, what you wish you knew when you started all of this, and you know, some specific tools and techniques that you feel really helped shift the culture. And how would you characterize your culture now? So, stay with us. We're going to talk more with Carl Thomas and how to really build a hospitality or Hamptonality brand powerhouse. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that have done right really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. 
stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag ILEADTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to ILEAD, the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and with me is Carl Thomas. And we're talking about Hamptonality and how Carl and his team and the Hampton Hotels chains really are differentiating themselves to paying a lot of attention to their people and making sure that their people have empathy and can really connect with the customer. And what I loved about what he said is, you know, if you're not good at one thing, Pick something that you are good at that can help with the customer. For example, if you're not good at humor, um, you know, don't use humor. Delight a customer in another unexpected way. He gave an example of putting balloons in a customer's room when when uh, they knew it was their birthday. And maybe even putting a sympathy card in the room where they knew uh, somebody was coming for a funeral. I tell you, when I got my Ph.D., the hotel that I was in... Um, they put out a big sign and said, congratulations, Dr. Sharkey. And there were flowers in my room because I had stayed in that hotel every other weekend for years uh, on that Ph.D. project, which is definitely a project. So tell me, Carl, um, what have been the results overall for your chain and, and how has it helped differentiate Hampton? So the results are have been very, very strong. The, the one we point to the most is each year Entrepreneur Magazine ranks the top franchises that are available really to anyone. So hotel chains are lumped in with Subway, are lumped in with Dunkin' Donuts and, and Anytime Fitness. So it's a ranking of just all the franchises that are available to investors. And Hampton has scored number one four out of the past five years. Wow. And we were num- number two the year we didn't win. Um, so we know it's working from an ownership perspective, and um, we know it's working from a property performance perspective. Uh, we can't get into too much detail, but we know when you look at a Hampton versus a competitor that, you know, if you had the same number of rooms in a, in a building, and one was a Hampton and one was another brand, you would actually be more profitable, and your building would be considered more valuable because you had the Hampton sign on it versus another sign. And then when we talk to our our general managers, they just, they feel like they're at home with Hampton. They feel that they can be themselves with Hampton and really be authentic and still be a part of the brand. And each person's version of that Hamptonality might be a little different and we make that okay. Oh, that, that's great. So you, you build in flexibility into the system, which, which I love. This doesn't sound like a, a bureaucratic company at all. No, for for a large multinational company, especially in the Hampton world, we have a lot of fun, and we really 
know our customers, who they are, and we treat them like we want them to treat the guests that are staying at their hotel. That's really terrific. You know, you talked about your um, uh, house cleaning staff and that, you know, you're a little leaner in that area. And that's a tough, tough job. So what do you do with that crowd to keep them Hamptonality happy? We find it's, it's interesting because that, that seems to be a department that could easily get caught, caught up in the tedium of their hard work. But we find yep. some of the very best stories come from our housekeepers and, and the people who take care of our rooms and how they show their personality to guests, even though they might not ever see the guests. And so I, I mentioned origami animals. We had one guest that would write a letter requesting a different animal each day, and, and the person cleaning their room would figure out how to make it and leave it on their bed, and they had this exchange throughout their stay. We train around, you know, when you're cleaning a room, especially a room that we call a stayover where that guest is, is, is not departing, there's ways you can clean it to show you care. So it could be how you arrange their toothbrush and toothpaste. Um, little things you can do. So, for example, I stayed at a, a property and my little travel toothpaste was almost empty. And when I got back to the room that night, they had grabbed one from downstairs and put a full one next to my, my empty one. And it just it was just a little thing that showed how much they noticed while they were cleaning. Yeah. Did they know who you were? I don't think so. I usually am not someone that many people know. Everybody knows, of course, who our, our quality assurance folks are, but I, I yeah. live in and out pretty incognito, and I do because I want to see the, the the typical customer experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really great. So, so tell me the best story from uh, the, the, the house cleaning staff that you have. There are so many. Um, we have... I spoke a bit about how we were developing a kind of a Hampton language intentionally. And, and one of the, our internal, my, my team, our, one of our internal rallying cries is we want to turn the lost and found into the found and returned department. Oh, I love that. That's great. Um, and we've had a couple of examples where children will leave an item. Usually it's a favorite stuffed animal, a teddy bear and things like that. And the, the housekeeping team returns it to them, but they've done things like make a photo book where they took pictures of the teddy bear at different places at the hotel. So, you know, your bear ate breakfast, here he is having a Hampton waffle, then your bear went to the pool. And they did this whole little book that they returned with the teddy bear to that to that child that had lost their their teddy bear. So that's one of my favorites. Oh, I love that. And how did the how did the parents react to that? I mean they must have loved that. They they were they were floored. Um and they went, they went, they took it to social media and some other places. So the, that wasn't at all the intention of doing it. Right. Uh, I'm but sure. Those are those stories worth sharing that we work on creating each day. Yeah. I love that. And, you know, it's, it's, it just goes to show you that good paying attention to your people and giving them that emotional freedom to be authentic and to do nice things and kind things for others pays off in the bottom line and the top line, doesn't it? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. So many people don't want to believe that. So this has got to cost a little bit of money, right? Yes. And so how do you how do you account for all of that? Apparently, it's not something you guys worry about. It's it's not. So without getting too tactical, my department is funded by the fees that our owners pay as part of their franchise agreement. 
So with the exception of our general manager and sales training programs, all of the tools and resources we provide to hotels are free. Um, and it's paid for through the funding that they're already paying as part of owning this franchise. Um, so, of course, we work within a budget within my team, but we make sure that we're applying the budget in the most effective ways. So when we talk to our owners, you know, they're always saying, I need more training. I would, I would like training in my marketplace. I need training options. So we take that feedback and then we turn it into what our, what our, my department produces. So I mentioned the regional workshops that we have. So we do those across the country. We make sure they're only four hours long and that that employee can come to our workshop and work part of their shift or do something like that. We make sure it's customized to them as best we can. So when they do show up at a, at a training workshop, that it's really applicable for them in their role. And then all of the training we deliver online through our learning management system, we do it in small bite-sized pieces. So no training is longer than 20 minutes. But but what I want to get to Carl is like for somebody to go down to the, uh, you know, the front desk and get another thing, a toothpaste or, you know, to put balloon. I mean, there's a cost to all of that. And apparently you guys um, encourage that. Absolutely. And we we have minimum requirements within our standard manuals. It's, we call them forget something items. So in case a guest forgets a razor or a comb or toothpaste, we have those items available. But then we also have what we call an as if by magic kit. And and we encourage hotels to be creative in what might be in their as if by magic kits. And those are those unexpected items that you wouldn't expect a hotel to have. So for example, most as if by magic kits have pantyhose or a necktie or um, car chargers or, or cell phone chargers. So when you get to that hotel and you say, oops, I spilled coffee on my tie, they can, you know, as if by magic, here's a tie for you. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely a cost associated with it, but it's so minimal in the big picture. Because yeah. Anytime you, you're that person who provides that item, you have a customer for life. Oh, you sure do. You sure do. I mean, it just continues to support. You take care of your people and your people will take care of your customers. And it's just yeah. that simple. You treat your people poorly. They treat the customers poorly, and they're angry, and they uh, they don't like it. So, what have you learned about this? You know, what are what are some of the lessons that you've learned through this whole experience? There's been so many in a, in a wide variety of places, and and to me, what really is has been clear is that it's it's not as hard as people make it out to be. And focusing on, on your people, it's not, it's not the hardest thing to do. They want to be appreciated in, in their own way, but very similar how you would like to be appreciated. So hotel owners and general managers can do easy, easy things to develop engagement and loyalty among their, their team members, and then that always flows down to the guest level. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that that absolutely does. Tell me one thing that you wish you knew before you started. That's a, a great question. I think sometimes we try to rush the process maybe. I mean, it's been a journey for us to get here. 
and sometimes, especially me, I get impatient and I, I want to jump through, you know, to step six before really spending time on steps two through five. Um, so letting it develop organically, finding those stories and amplifying those stories and making it not feel like a new corporate initiative, make it feel like the way we've always done things and evolve it slowly, I think would be my umbrella summary of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that's really, uh, really important. We're coming up to break in uh, 30 seconds. And, and, um, so I want, I have a, 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 a email in from the field, uh, Carl, and they're going to be looking for, you know, advice and mistakes to avoid. So when we come back from break, let's talk about your three pieces of advice and mistakes that you would avoid. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Dr. Linda Sharkey promotes fact-based solutions for global organizations and leaders that are known to drive business success. Do you want to put the wow in your talent practices? How about a spring in your leadership approaches? Coaching and leadership development are proven methods that have done right really do make good leaders great. If you want a no-nonsense, practical approach that will enable you to compete anywhere in the world with measurable results, contact Linda today. Visit lindasharkey.com. Again, that's lindasharkey.com. Today, our world is faced with complex challenges that present massive potential risks. Conflict, misunderstanding, misalignment of organizations and their leadership, lost productivity, wasted time, and wasted resources resulting from limiting perspectives, distraction, and hardline positions are damaging our today and our future. The monetary cost of such failures is in the billions. Stop wasting time. Make a shift. Engage with host David B. Savage on Breakthrough to Yes with Collaboration, Thursdays at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection. To speak to Dr. Linda Sharkey or her guest, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or you can tweet the show at hashtag iLeadTLC. We'd also love to hear from you by email. The email address is radio at lindasharkey.com. Now, back to iLead, the Leadership Connection. Welcome back. I'm talking to Carl Thomas. This is Linda Sharkey, your host of I Lead the Leadership Connection, and we are having a great discussion about how Hampton Hotels has really differentiated themselves by focusing on their people. You know, it's interesting because I'm here in Dubai at the moment, and um, I'm talking to the Department of Human Resources uh, for the United Arab Emirates, and I'm talking to hundreds of HR people uh, later this afternoon. And that's really going to be the focus of what uh, my conversation is all about, is that 
you can have all the technical companies in the world, but if you don't have people who really care and have the kind of leadership that Carl has been talking about, you're not going to have a great organization. And we really need to help people develop those, what, what Carl called the values and make the values live and work for them and make them real in everything that they do every day. Yours, Carl, were friendly, authentic, caring, and thoughtful. I mean, those are great. People can identify with that and really feel that. That's what differentiates the company in my mind. So um, let's get back to our conversation with you. I had somebody um, send an email in, and they wanted to know, from your perspective, Carl, um, what are the three pieces of advice that you have for others based upon your experience? So for me, really, the first one is really staying true to your DNA. You know, we know that the service experience at Hampton needs to be different than the experience at a Waldorf Astoria hotel, and that's okay. So don't try to be something you're not. And then my second piece of advice would be to really understand what we call the the chain of influence within Hampton. So we know if we want to reach a team member with a message, we have to reach their supervisor, the manager of the hotel, the owner of the hotel. And sometimes it's easy to want to skip over some of those steps and go straight to the team member. But if they're not getting the support from above, they won't have an incentive to implement. Yeah, you know, it goes back to it is all about the leadership. And if the leaders are not engaged and involved, you don't have the culture that you're talking about. It's a great point. Yeah, and then my my last one would be to always constantly be listening. Um, Most large companies have an annual team member survey, but to me, listening is an everyday thing. And you can almost predict the results of that survey if you're doing the right listening. Yeah, listening is such a powerful thing. And, you know, we all say we do a great job of it, but the truth of the matter is, is we really don't, you know. So one mistake to avoid, if there was a mistake that you would offer to people is another question from the field. What would be, uh, what would be a mistake to avoid? I think for me, it's, and I'm speaking within the hotel level umbrella, don't forget that, that the people you're talking to have, have really important full-time jobs that they do. So any change you're trying to make, you need to be respectful of the job that they're already doing and make sure yeah. that, that they're hearing the message at a time that they're receptive to the message. So don't overload them. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that would be, I, I, I hate to say this, but I, I think that that would be easy for people to sort of minimize maybe the the, the housekeeper or the, you know, the, the uh, maintenance person. And you absolutely can't do that. Those are incredibly important jobs. Incredibly yeah. important. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Carl. This was a very enlightening discussion, and I really appreciate your uh, taking the time to be on the show. And great. I'm, I'm a devotee of Hampton Hotels now. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed, I enjoyed speaking with you. Yeah, it's really, it's really been terrific, and I appreciate and And you know what else I was impressed with? Because sometimes it takes forever for companies to give approval to do something like this. Boy, the turnaround of uh, Hilton slash Hampton was, was very quick. <laughs> that doesn't okay. always happen. So that speaks volumes for your organization. So I appreciate it, Carl. Thanks so much for being on, and uh, look forward to talking to you again and seeing you again. All right. Thank you, Linda. Okay. 
So as I was saying, I'm here in Dubai, and um, it's a great opportunity to influence and talk to human resource people throughout this region who, by the way, I found I find the region to be very, very interested and dedicated to creating great organizations. And one of my messages here is, you know, one of the roles of HR is to really build great leaders and build, create, and help to create wonderful organizations where people can really live their dreams. And for me, that's been my purpose all along, helping create organizations where people, no matter where they are in that organization, can live their dreams and be the best that they can be. And that's what we're all about. And it was a fascinating discussion uh, where we talked about you know, the industrial era and where we made a lot of assumptions about people. Oh, if you didn't control them, if you didn't tell them exactly what to do and you, you know, paid attention to their time that they were working, they're always, the assumption was that they would always cheat you in some way or another and all they really wanted was pay. Well, you know, the workplace has changed dramatically. We have a lot more educated individuals in the workplace with a more global attitude and that perspective has got to change. It's got to be more like the Hampton Hotels, where you treat everybody with respect. You give them a chance to be authentic. You give them a chance to do what's right for customers. You give them a chance to give their ideas. More than a chance, you embrace it. You welcome it. And that's the workplace of today and of the future. And companies that do that kind of thing are going to be the successful companies, the real game changers, the real winners down the road. And you know what? It doesn't have to be a sophisticated company. It doesn't have to be a sophisticated product line. And like Carl said, you know, there's a lot of competition in the hotel chains, and particularly at the Hampton Hotel level and around the world. And the real differentiator for a company like that is really paying attention and spending time on your people. I didn't ask them how much they spent or they paid uh, to do all this training, but I am getting the picture that because of uh, the payoff for them that they would not cut back even in times of challenge around that training and that development and that what they call their 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 values and how they treat people. It seems to be an incredibly important thing for them. I'd also like to just say one final thing. If you're really interested in creating a great uh, organizational culture, this is what I do. Call me. I'd love to work with you. I'd love to help you do that. I'd also love to help you put in place leadership development and talent programs that make sure that you have great people. Stay tuned. After the first of the year, we're going to be launching some new uh, programs that I'll be talking about that you'll be able to tap into to help develop that new world of work workforce that's built on the new realities and not the old realities of the industrial environment. So thanks for listening. As always, it's a pleasure having all of you on the show. And stay tuned to next week. I will be having Mark Babbitt, who will also be talking about what he's done to build a powerhouse of um, internships that really help young people get ahead. It's quite a great story. So stay with me for next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of I Lead. 
The Leadership Connection. Please join Dr. Linda Sharkey again for another show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a successful week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.